You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Thank you. 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors, and we say the word ashe. It simply means, so be it. So we pour this libation to God. For all that God has done and for all that God will do. We say, we pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Timeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say Ashe. We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, 
Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on TimeForAnAwakening.com and BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com. And I am your host, Brother Oshi. Hotep family, hope everything is well with you today. Today, of course, is Wednesday, the hump day. Got to get over the hump. So if we get a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, will do. That's right, will do because you have the strong will to do it. And I hope the weather will be accommodating for you to do it. But, of course, if it's not, but it must be done. It has to get done. It will get done. It will get done because you will get it done. And you'll do it safely. That's right. You'll do it safely. 
This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 10 to 12, excuse me, 11 to 1 Eastern, 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 10, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. Or you can go direct. Babaoshi.net. B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net. Babaoshi.net. And there will be programs that are dated and titled for your listening pressure. For your listening pleasure. <laughs> Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening Media. On Mondays from 6 to 8, all times are going to give our Eastern times. From 6 to 8, Acres of Diamonds, public affairs programming with Brother Jahad Ahmed. And that's followed by from 8 to 9, Black Therapy Central with Dr. Mawia Kambon and Nataki Kambon. And then from 9 to 10, Conversations, Reparations with Brother Jamoke and Sister Lacey. Then on Tuesday, from 8 to 10 on Tuesday, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. And then on Wednesdays, from 8 to 9 on Wednesday, the Black Farmers Report from 8 to 9 on Wednesday. If it's Friday and it's 8 p.m. Eastern, you know what time it is? Yes, you do. It's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard on Fridays at 8 p.m. Saturday from 4 to 6, Sister Talk with LaWanda Chambers. And then from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., the Sankofa Elders Council. On Sunday at 7 p.m. on Sunday, once again, it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We buy black. We buy black. The largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses is WeBuyBlack.com. Brothers and sisters, get everything you need from American African-owned businesses, WeBuyBlack.com. Africa for the Africans. Africa for the Africans. Brother Bomani Tahimba, who has been taking our people to the motherland for many years now, over 450 of our people. And uh, check him out at AfricaForTheAfricans.org. Or give my good brother a call, Brother Bomani, at 404-931-9429. That's 404-931-9429. And, of course, he has tours upcoming. He has, um, excuse me, he has Tanzania, November 18th through the 29th, November 18th through the 29th, and then Ghana, December 24th to January 5th, 2022. And then Senegal and Gambia, April 1st to April 11th, 2022. And then May 24th to June 5th, 2022 in Ghana. All these trips are 3700 a person. 3700 per person. You can put $400 down and pay on it as you, as you go, whether it's every other week or monthly, whatever the case may be that you will be able to take a trip of a lifetime. And everything that you need to make that happen is on the website, all the paperwork, all the information about visas. This call may be recorded or transcribed. All of those are there for you, my brothers and sisters, all of them. So I'm saying to you, what you need to do, of course, is contact Brother Bumani, africaforthafrican.org. Now, if you want to see pictures of 
previous tours, go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. You want to see videos of previous tours, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans. Habesha Incorporated. Habesha Incorporated.org. Helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. And they're doing the work, brothers and sisters. They are doing the work. They got the Habesha Works Program, the Black to Our Roots, Sustainable Seeds, the Golden Growers, and the Urban Green Jobs. All of this are happening with Habesha Incorporated.org. They have the Kashi Project in Ghana. It is moving right along. Go to HabashawIncorporated.org to check it out. And hopefully, uh, if you can make a contribution, please do. And I'm quite sure you, because they do have a repatriation program. That's right, a repatriation program. So go to the website and find out more and how you can become involved. HabashawIncorporated.org. The LEDGE program. LEDGE stands for Land for the Environmental Development for the, of Group Economics. The LEDGE program, Environmental Control for Group Economics. And these brothers and sisters are, they're on the continent. They're doing work. They have 12 programs, and they deal with the areas of human existence. Food, water, clothing, and shelter. Food, water, clothing, and shelter. 12 projects on six countries and over 170 employed and over 260 members and they need more members they need you in fact if you could become a member you have an opportunity to buy land because of your membership you can buy land in Tanzania at only $250 an acre put a G down you got four acres of land man you balling only for only $4,000 and all the things that you'll be able to do with that land that's right Contact the ledgeprogram.org. The ledgeprogram.org. Bibiotumi. A B I B I T U M I dot com. Bibiotumi.com. Brothers and sisters, go to Bibiotumi.com and make it a favorite. Um, they don't have any listings of, of, of upcoming events, but they have a lot of good information on here. Uh, things you can buy at the you know, at their shop. Of course. The language programs, brothers and sisters, you know, they they teach a country language. They they teach Medu Nature. You want to learn Medu Nature? You want to learn how to read the Medu Nature? You can do it. Bibiatumi. And, of course, Kiswahili. We need to learn as a people a language that we can speak to each other and, our, and speak to brothers and sisters on the continent and in diaspora because we all learned it. Imagine. We can have conver- we can have private conversations. Nobody, the Europeans, nobody. I mean, yeah, could they learn it? Of course they could. You know, but I ain't naive. But I know one thing: we need to do that, and you know we do. <laughs> All right. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar, located in the West End here, and located on Ralph David Abernathy. And uh, they have delicious smoothies and fruit drinks and health drinks and um, all kinds of fruits and pies. and Oh, man, Madonna's. Right across the street from Soul Veg, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna. The Shrine of the Black Madonna is located on Raul Dittman Abernathy, block away, from, too, from the uh, Wadadas. And uh, they're open 
Friday and Saturdays from 1 to 7. Friday and Saturdays from 1 to 7, of course, their shop. The gift shop has an array of items, furniture, clothing, jewelry, books. Of course, they have books, the red, black, and green shoes, all kind of good information. So that's the Shrine of the Black Madonna. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. The Medu Bookstore is on the main strip of the Greenbrier Mall now in Mama Nia. Uh, Mama Bayina Bello will be doing a presentation of her book, The Sheroes of the Haiti Revolution, the Haitian Revolution. Uh, that's going to be um, Sunday, December 12th. Sunday, December 12th at the uh, Medu Bookstore. I'm looking forward to it. I always look forward to Mama Bayina Bello. Uh, she's been here in the States with all the things that have been going on, you know, but uh, her heart is in always, and heart and mind is in Haiti with her people, Haiti. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia, my good friend, Brother Gazimde Ajamu, give him a call at 404-519-8107. That's 404-519-8107. He has a delicious coffee bar there, uh, the red, black, and green shoes, books, you know, like I said, we promote, definitely promote bookstores, you know. So I'm going to right away guess I'm going to promote this because I'm promoting bookstores. I might as well promote this in, in that same vein, so to speak. And that is the Homeland Village Cultural Gift Shop and Bookstore in Macon, Georgia. That's 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. And the number to call is 478-256-1166. That's 478 478- Two five six one one six six. He has a array of products. I mean, this brother has it going on. I, I tell you, at this first time I was there, and I was very impressed with what they uh, have to offer. That is the Homeland Village Cultural Gift Shop. The Homeland Village promoting African unity. Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. That is um, every. Thursday night, the Thursday night broadcast, tomorrow night on Blog Talk Radio. That's Blog Talk Radio forward slash ULU, blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU, the Us Lifting Us Thursday night broadcast from 9 p.m. to 10, one hour of impactful information. Brothers and sisters, if you uh, want to listen by calling in, you can do that. And if you want to ask a question or comment, just hit one and it'll move you right up. You can ask your question or comment or give a concern. And that number is 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us, lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa, cooperative economics, or as we like to say, family-centered economics. Sun Goddess Sense. Sun Got Essential, one-stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia, inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. Brothers and sisters, you need to check this out. Give our sister Shelly Amonset a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Got Essential. Your one-stop natural shop. And, of course, my good sister, Sister Gabby, and the beautiful work that her and their people are doing with the children and 
so forth, dealing with education, health care, sustainable agriculture, and entrepreneurship. Brothers and sisters, go check out, go to Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash Haiti, Sanjay dash Haiti, S-O-N-J-E dash A-Y-I-T-Y, A-Y-I-T-I dot org, Sanjay dash Haiti, and believe me, that sister's doing great work. It definitely deserves to be supported. Ackerman Institute, Baba Barudi, and Ma, and Mama Yah are doing a great job. And of course, they're building warriors. They're preparing our young men and young women. And um, brothers and sisters, if you are old school like me, if you want to send a check or money order, make it out to Ackerman Institute. Send it to P.O. Box 10786. That's Ackerman Institute, P.O. Box 10786, Atlanta, Georgia, 30310. That's Atlanta, Georgia, 30310. But, of course, if you want to use PayPal and Cash App, say, for instance, you want to use Cash App, put it in a dollar sign, Y-A-A, the letter M, and then Baruti, B-A-R-U-T-I, and make your donations. And I hope you can make them consistently because they're desperately needed. If you want to check out some of the books that Baba Baruti writes, and, of course, he's very... A prolific writer, brothers and sisters, go to akabinhouse.com. That's akabinhouse.com. Of course, Baba Rudy has a uh, program tomorrow evening, September 2nd, Common Sense Security, a special lecture by Baba Rudy, and that's tomorrow at 7 p.m. This is uh, Zoom. So to register, it's only $10. Go to put in your email at black awakening movement at gmail.com send a gmail send an email to black awakening movement at gmail.com and the information will be everything will be right there for you black awakening movement presents common sense security a special lecture by baba mawali Baruti. that is tomorrow night september 2nd at 7 p.m via um <clears throat> so all right <laughs> the Inye Sesim of daily revolutionary thought. Inye Sesim. Have you, August 31st, have you ever looked in a face of age or lend your ears to what an old man had to say? Ronnie Laws. These are lessons in the stories of our family. My mother often spoke of simple acts performed by her parents or her. One was particularly striking to me because of its simplicity and conveyance of the idea of intergenerational reciprocity. She told of being a little girl to yet be able to tell time, but always managed to be sitting on the front porch steps when my grandfather, her father, came home from work. As he approached, she would ask for and receive one peanut from him, which she quickly deshelled and ate before walking into the house. In time, he just automatically handed her one when he arrived. She also spoke of how when her children were grown and she had returned home, how she would, how she would visit him and he somehow sensed when she was and my father would drive up, he would be sitting on the porch. As they approached, he would hint to her 
that he sure would like to have some of that soft ice cream. And she would readily serve him up a bowl of it. This in and of itself was the conversation. Family is in the familiarity of knowing and doing. We have to relearn how to listen to the heart of our words, not just hear them. Just the, the heart of words, just not just to hear them, just the heart of it. We have to return to this tradition if we are to be African. We have to return to this tradition of listening if we are to be African. Affirm, I attentively listen to my elders. Affirm, I attentively listen to my elders. September 1st, a person always breaking off from her work never finishes anything, African proverb. I see a people unhampered by histories of hate, distrust, and death. I see pain collectively withdrawn, quietly amassed, and reciprocally reissued to, the, to sworn proven enemies through autonomous self-healing and fully collected blood debts. I see warriors consciously strengthening functional, empowered visions while re- relinquishing all dependency of others for resources. I see servants of the people strengthening the intensity of their submission to the glory of the honor and the esteem that that can only be bestowed by commitment, loving compliments, extensive families, centered communities, and evolving nation. I see centered families and communities where personal righteousness thrive, compromise favoring enemies non-existent, and the and interpersonal and intergenerational contradictions are rare. I see safe, sacred spaces where my art prevails. I see an actively self-correcting people earnestly working to undo menticides naturally occurring errors. I see frontliners no longer in need of apology from within because their progressive corrections says enough. I see these same earnest workers moving forward without concern for their disingenuous confessions from without because what is owed has already been extracted. I see a unified, awakening people stripped of treasonous minds, cured of auto-genocidal want, feeding wholesome, durable human appetites, ever more realizing the true and absolute character of their timeless strength and beauty. I see a sovereign people returned home. I see a sovereign people return home. Affirm, I complete my task. Affirm, I complete my task. Brothers and sisters, the Enye Sesim of daily revolutionary thought. Ah, oh, yeah. I love the Enye Sesim. I don't know if you knew, but if you didn't know, um, yesterday was the um, Yesterday was, um, thank you, sister. Appreciate that. The international, the UN's, the UN's international, you know, um, uh, where, there it is. 
the UN's International Day for People of African Descent. You know, uh, thank goodness for the uh, Pan-African Federalist Movement. Otherwise, <laughs> we wouldn't have known, would we? And, and I'm going to read from it because, you know, I recognize the UN as a body that could do great work. But of course, when the UN was created or the League of Nations, all of that BS, and, and as it was then, it is now still controlled by Western nations, still controlled by the big money folks. And of course, uh, Trump didn't want to have nothing to do with the UN, didn't want to pay nothing, didn't want to be a, a nation that found ways to help other nations strengthen themselves and strengthen their people. You know, it has become very clear to me that um, one of the things, if this planet, if this planet, the people who inhabit it, because it's not the planet itself, because the planet itself can really heal itself. It, you know, I don't know if you ever checked out, um, I'm not sure which other channels, the, the Learning Channel, the Discovery Channel, um, A&E or whoever, uh, they have a little um, series and it's you know it's it's old it's not it's not new so but they they run it every um, year or so I believe and basically what it is it's what if humans weren't here anymore what would happen if human existence uh, was eliminated it no longer existed just vanished all of the buildings everything that was done by humans a lot of it would just start to crumble would rust. Be would be grassed over, or vines would just engulf it. The planet could heal itself. The planet's atmosphere would begin to change to heal itself. The planet really is a self-healing mechanism. And if we were in tune with the planet, human beings would be a self-healing mechanism regardless of all of the things that are in the atmosphere that could possibly do serious and uh, irreparable harm to human beings, such as viruses particularly. But of course, human beings, because there are viruses all over, and there's bacterium all over, but human beings have a, a system, an immune system, and, and and if you were constantly, you know, keeping everything clean and yet, you know, you're and everything sterile, then if something did happen, uh, your immune system would uh, because you haven't strengthened it, you haven't tested it, you haven't worked with it. You were constantly cleaning and being st so your immune system, when it was confronted with something, uh, it could probably kill you. But if you strengthen your immune system by what you eat, what you drink, proper rest and so forth. Because see, that's the thing about this uh, coronavirus situation that bothers me is that the people who are saying 
to bring, you know, to protect yourself. It, it, and the way they're saying it is the only way you can do that is through vaccine. And and the reason why it bothers me because the same people who are saying that are the same people who, who have said uh, we can uh, control population through vaccine. And the only people who want to control population are the same ones who push and promote the vaccine. It just, you know, gives you a little pause and gets you to think, I hope, you know, and gives you reservations. If, if, if the only people who are promoting vaccine also want to promote population control. And so in this scenario of the earth healing itself, we are human beings, we human beings are part of nature, part of the earth. And if we were in tune with that, but you see, once again, the people who are in control come from an environment that was very harsh. It wasn't con- it wasn't nature uh, sensitive, you know, and so they aren't sensitive, and so they want to control and subdue every damn thing. And to them, there's a lot of people on the planet, and they need to get rid of a lot of people on the planet. And and, and like I said. You know, I, I know every day now it, the situation gets more dire in terms of uh, what's happening with COVID and globally the fear of another mutation. That's right. It's, I said it. A mutation. It's mutations. But of course, variant sounds so much better, doesn't it? Another variant. And and of course, you know, maybe this new variant will be even even deeper and more treacherous than the Delta variant. You know, more contagious, more deadly. You know, but the vaccine, if you get it, you don't have to worry about it. So if even another variant comes along, but if you got the vaccine, you won't have to worry because the vaccine will deal with all variants. <laughs> Just get the vaccine. You know, I'm saying it like that, though. And let me just say this, because I've said this from day one. Unlike previous viruses, flus, and other things, I didn't know anybody who had died from those. I know people who have died from this virus. I know people, friends, relatives and so I say to you whatever you decide to do it's your decision but I say to you get the get the most facts of the situation that you can and not just from googling or just from the so called this is get it from various sources this situation is not good you know it's not good and so to me, get vitamin D, get sunlight, go outside, eat, eat right. You know, my good friend, Brother Tate, Tate Malolobone, and I love him. You know, he's been like a jegna. And uh, 
but he's he's talking about the vaccine. He got the vaccine. He got the jab. And and, and the reason why he got the jab, and I can understand the rationale, because he's saying, you're saying all these things about what we should do. We ain't going to do it. And and not only that, you, you know how much it costs to, to, to live holistically? They make it, you know, what's interesting, what's funny, is that uh, when, 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 when people were peasants, they were eating right. They were eating raw. They were eating organic. They were eating good. But the aristocracy, oh, all the sweets, all the fat, all the this and that. And, of course, you admire them. You want to be like them, you know. You wanted, you wanted what they ate. Then what happened? You finally got it. You overindulged became obese you had problems with other issues because of it diabetes you know asthma heart disease I could go down the line you know and now the people who can afford it who had those very rich diets now they're they're the ones that are eating organic they're the ones that eat they're the ones that go to the um to the spas and so forth and maintain health. You know? you know, so I understand what my good brother Teju is saying, that our people are not going to do that. And the cost of it, the, 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 the jab don't cost nothing, but it could cost you your life. Who knows? Don't know. But since you're not going to do it, that might be your best move. I don't know. I'm not saying that's what you should do. You weigh that. You determine that for yourself. Man. Yeah. And there's certain parts of the of, on the planet where the virus is ineffective. It didn't seem that in most dense areas or a lot of where Caucasians were, particularly Europe. Oh, man. When, in early on, weren't they fl- dropping like flies and and uh, Italy dropping like flies and France and England. And then, of course, here, here it became where uh, coronavirus hit the most. A lot of deaths here in the United States. Almost three quarters of a million. And still. You know, so that's that's the interesting thing about this whole situation. And I'm just going to be real. And I'm just going to be, I'm always trying to be and being consistent, you know, that um, I'm going to try my best to keep my distance, wear my mask, always. And, and, And to me, even if you got the jab, that's what you should do. Because what's interesting is that People who have got the jab are giving the virus to others. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, they're talking about um, that they need a booster. That it was effective, and they said highly effective, somewhere in the 90 percentile range. And now you need a booster? And, then you, and here, some people got a booster, three shots, when uh, some people ain't got one. Maybe they might be lucky. Yeah. So, the United Nations, 
they have um, had yet yesterday was the uh, day was it was the day of uh, let me see what is he saying there Somebody still keeps putting some stuff on the website that's you know, that's just not for the website. And I understand that. Should be doing that. The only thing should be on the Pan-African Federalist Movement is that, which moves our people in that direction. But they have this here, UN Marks First International Day for African People of Descent. You know? And uh, it's supposed to have been for the first time. It was yesterday. The UN on Tuesday celebrated, celebrating enormous contributions the African diaspora has made in every field of human endeavor, marking the first ever, first ever international day for people of African descent. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres called for a greater commitment to advance the promise of equality, justice, and dignity for all in his inaugural address. He stated, the first ever International Day is celebrated is a celebration of their enormous contributions to every field of human endeavor. It's also a long overdue recognition of the profound injustices they continue to endure and are urged to call for all to fight racism. You know, um, the world doesn't have the will to do what the UN is asking to do. Because the world is controlled by Western society. And even the societies that are not Western, i.e. Chinese and so forth, because I put Russia in with Western, the Russians are Caucasians. European Jews and all of them, they're all the same. The world is more materialistic or what they want to control. They don't give a damn about other parts of other human beings. There's no compassion in this world for other people and their lives, their property, and so forth. In fact, the deal could be if I could, uh, you know, get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get rid of them. It is a long overdue recognition of the profound injustices and systematic discrimination that people of African descent have endured for centuries and continues to confront today, the Secretary General stated. And it is an urgent call for action for everyone everywhere to commit to rooting out the evils of racism. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. There's no such thing as race. There's no such thing as race. If you want to use that word, then there's the human race. If you want to use it in that vernacular. The human race, all human beings. And what makes human beings different is the environments that they find themselves in. The climates that makes human beings different, they all function the same way. 
you know. So, but I think, once again, as I stated many times, the evolutionary development of of human beings and the evolutionary development of Europeans because of the environment that they, because you know, they mutated. Yeah, that's right, damn it, I said it. (laughs) Caucasians are a variant. (laughs) They mutated. They had to change. Either you change and adapt or you die. And because of the environment was harsh, they are. They develop a very selfish, greedy, murderous mentality. And that's what rules the planet today. That's what controls the UN. That's what controls many other facets of organizations throughout the world. They give the appearance and the illusion of being organizations and entities for the good of all mankind. That's a bull. If we had a a true situation where you didn't have all these billionaires, people with such great resources, they want to continue that on. They want to make sure that their people, their friends, have access to that, those resources and become very limited. They don't want to share. They don't want equality in the world. They don't, that's bull. And it is urgent call to action for everyone everywhere to commit to rooting out the evil of racism. More than 200 million people in the Americas alone identify as being African descent. Millions more are located worldwide outside of the continent of Africa, whether as descendants of the victims of the triangle trade (laughs) or as a more recent immigrant. They're among some of the poorest and most marginalized groups, the U.N. said. Last December, the U.N. General Assembly adopted a resolution establishing the International Day. The objective was to promote greater recognition and respect for diverse heritage, culture, and contributions of people of African descent to the development of societies and to promote respect for human rights and fundamental freedoms of people of African descent. Don't give less than a rat's ass if African people on the continent or in the diaspora or anybody else who claims African descent they could give less than a rat's ass because they are the ones that made people because of the imposition and imposing an idea of whiteness white supremacy I'm surprised they they, they stated that over 200 million people, you know, say that we're of African descent. <laughs> right. Everywhere around the globe, because of what they have done to be African 
is to be shunned, to be African is to be relegate, rele, relegated to a subservient position, a low rung on the, on the totem pole. The revolution also calls for two related UN initiatives. The 2001, 20 years ago, the World Conference Against Racism, Racial Discrimination, Xenophobia, and Related Intolerance, the Durban Conference, Durban, South Africa, and the Declaration of International Decade of People of African Descent, which runs through 2024. So three more years. <laughs> yeah. 20 years after the Durban Declaration, the program of action, and more than halfway into the International Decade for African for people of African descent, we are experiencing unprecedented momentum toward ending the global scourge of racism. Really? We must not squander this opportunity. Really? What, just because of the situation that happened with George Floyd and, and, and that situation, and that was broadcasted globally, you had uh, European countries, people in European countries who were uh, marching, were in the streets because of what happened to George Floyd. You know, I believe you might have some African countries doing the same. I'm not sure about Eastern countries. I'm not sure about so-called the so-called Middle East. I'm not sure about uh, Southeast Asia, Indian. You know, I'm not sure about too much anywhere outside the United States, Canada, Central America, South America, Caribbean. Costa Rica spearheaded efforts to create the International Day. The Central American country changed its political constitution in 2015, defining itself as a multi-ethnic and multicultural nation. Juan Andre Solano is a university student and activist from Limon, a city on the Caribbean coast of Costa Rica, who admires the late icon, Dr. Martin Luther King. He recently participated in a UN initiative that collects the stories of various people of African descent in his homeland, who also share their accomplishments, challenges, hopes, and life lessons. Despite his achievements, Juan said he does not understand why some people cross the street when they see him, or why he is subjugated to other indignities, including being closely watched in supermarkets or being singled out for police searches while in public. Well, Juan, because European, <coughs> Caucasian, extremism, <coughs> excuse me, because European, Caucasian, extremism, racism, and privilege is systemic. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And as our good sister Frances said, it's in everything they do. It's in all areas of people activity. So my friend Juan, understand that it is what it is. Oh, it's Jan, not Juan, it's Jan. Jan Andre. Jan Andre. Latin America is home to nearly 134 million people of African descent. And a recent report by the UN Economic Commission for the region 
reveals how they suffer poverty, lack of access to basic service, and deep inequality. For example, Brazil, there are, this is me, there are more Africans in Brazil than any country. There are more Africans in Brazil than any country except Nigeria. Any country on the continent except Nigeria. Any country in in the world except Nigeria. Brazil has the most. And the poverty rate in Brazil is 11%. But the poverty amongst the African descendants is 26%. The story is repeated in other countries such as Ecuador, Colombia. Because of European, Caucasian extremism, racism, and privilege, they have dictated to the world. They have, they have stratified human beings with themselves at the top position, with everybody else at a lower position, with us at the lowest position globally. Globally. So you can have all the UN shit you want. The mindset of the people has, has been has been infected with the Urugu virus. The mindset of the people have been infected with the Urugu virus. That's why to me, before I finish reading this information, the only, the only solution, damn a resolution from the UN Damn anything else. The only solution is for African people to close ranks, pull our resources, and do for ourselves. Reclaim the, reclaim the motherland. Afri- Africans on the continent welcome, sincerely, committedly, dedicatedly welcome home Africans from the diaspora to come and help read help build Africa, build roads, build highways, build ports, build hospitals, build schools, build subdivisions, build an infrastructure that is safe and sound, build everything that we need to connect ourselves. We don't have to ask the world for a damn thing. We have all that we need. The only thing that we do not have is our right minds. Is our right minds. is the only thing that we do not have. Like Dr. King, Jan said, he also had a, has a dream that exclusion, inequality, racism, and discrimination be banished forever from the world and that I may have the same opportunities to develop, lead a prosperous life, and thus dedicate myself to serving and helping all other people regardless of the color of their skin. Wake your ass up, Jan. (laughs) No, you know, I I shouldn't say that about that. I mean, you know, I understand what you would like to do. Truly, I do. I understand that. But I also understand the reality of what is. Because the people who run this, they ain't about, they say they are. They give lip service to stuff. They have... They have no commitment at all in doing what is right. 
The Secretary General pointed to the UN's work to dismantle racism. The Slave Route Project, run by the UN Education, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, UNESCO. UNESCO was the one that had the uh, conference in 74. They sponsored the conference in 74, where Dr. Shekhar Jop and Thelophilio Binga kicked all those crackers' ass. There was none, they were the only two Africans. Everybody else was European who had a who had a notion or who had a commitment to a line of story of ancient Egypt being white. The Slave Route Project, run by UNESCO, encourages open and honest conversations around the horror and the greed of a captivity, slavery. Another initiative by UN Population Fund focuses on expanding opportunities for young people of African descent, while the UN Human Rights Office has launched the agenda toward transformative change for racial justice and equality in efforts to tackle systematic racism, ensure accountability, and deliver respiratory justice, respiratory reparations. And I remember the UN did that. Remember? I don't know if you remember, but a few years ago, the UN said, you know, their conclusion, based upon what has happened, reparations are owed to African people. And the thing on that is, there are no statutes of limitations. There's definitely no statute of limitations on murder, displacement, taking a people's land, their culture, their traditions, their religion, their minds. Earlier this month, the UN General Assembly established the UN Permanent Forum of People of African Descent, a 10-member advisory body that will work closely with the UN Human Rights Council in Geneva, Switzerland, acknowledging the entrance legacy of captivity redressing the wrongs of history and shattering the evil lie of supremacy demands persistence and action every day at every level in every society, the UN chief said. Together, let us commit to doing our part and advance the promise of equality, justice, and dignity for all. The UN International Day for People of African Descent. Well, okay. Going to take a break. Come back from the break. We'll open line, and of course, whatever you want to talk about, we will talk about. It is up to you. So let's talk. All right. Let me get my act together here, brothers and sisters, because we're about to take a break. And of course, when we take that break, we say, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We'll be right back. You stay with us. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. 
Listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Maxwell, don't ever wonder, Ascension, one of my favorite cuts. Is that a yearning to hear that? I like that cut, don't you? I bet you do. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening Media. This program, of course, is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And the times are going to give our Eastern times. On Mondays from 6 to 8, Acres of Diamonds Public Affairs Programming out of Philadelphia with Brother Jihad Ahmed. And then uh, from 8 to 9, Black Therapy Central with Dr. Mawia Kambon and Taki Kambon. 
And then from 9 to 10, conversation, reparations with Brother Jamoke and Sister Lacey of Encobra. On Tuesdays at 8 p.m. from 8 to 10, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. On Wednesdays, the Black Farmers Report from 8 to 9. If it's Friday and it's 8 p.m. Eastern, it's time for an awakening, brothers and sisters, with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. Time for an awakening. On Saturdays, from 4 to 6, Sister Talk with host Alonda Chambers. And then from 7 to 9 on Saturdays, the Sankofa Elders Council. And then on Sunday at 7 p.m., once again, it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And, of course, the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Yeah. Okay. Ah. Oh. Yeah, got a number of things coming up. I brought, uh, this Friday, Brother Kill Parker will be with me. He'll be my, he'll be my guest this Friday, and of course next week is going to be interesting because next week uh, leads up to nine eleven, the nine eleven week, and for me, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to have a program dealing with nine eleven on Wednesday and Friday. That's how important I think the issue is for us, Wednesday and Friday. You know, I'm going to uh, listen and watch what is being said and being done. I'm going to play. I think I'm going to tell you what I'm going to play. I'm going to play it, letting you know this is what's going to be played at least a few times next week. You know, you know, because. Uh, uh, I've been saying on this program that the 9-11 attack was an inside job. It was not done by the group of Saudi Arabians or definitely not done by Osama bin Laden. Definitely wasn't done by Iraqis, which became the pretense of going into Iraq because they had weapons of mass destruction or Afghanistan and they've been in Afghanistan for 20 years because of that no brothers and sisters no mm -mm. so I'm going to uh, where's my piece at this is Amira Baraka it's piece uh I'm trying to find it. Mm. Who who blew up America? I'm gonna have to go find it in. Because it's a serious piece course it's a very serious piece and um, I remember when I first heard it on public radio I don't know some many years ago and, and it was around this time you know and what's interesting I've had this piece I played it many times and now I can't find it could they have 
through their technology <laughs> and just got rid of it so now you can't find it, you can't play it. <laughs> hey Amen. I don't put anything past these people from doing anything. You know, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I put nothing past them. You know, because they want to maintain their position of dominance and control. This is Amir Barakas. Somebody blew up America. Somebody blew up America. All thinking people oppose terrorism both domestic and international. But one should not be used to cover the other. Somebody blew up America! They say it's some terrorist, some barbaric Arab in Afghanistan. It wasn't our American terrorists, it wasn't the Klan, or the skinheads. Or the them that blows up nigger churches or reincarnates us on death row. It wasn't Trent Lott or David Duke or Giuliani or Shunla Helms retiring. It wasn't the gonorrhea in costume, the white sheet diseases that have murdered black people, terrorized reason and sanity, most of humanity as they pleases. They say, who say, who do the saying? Who is them paying? Who tell the lies? Who in disguise? Who had the slaves? Who got the bucks out the bucks? Who got fat from plantations? Who genocided Indians? Tried to waste the black nation? Who live on Wall Street, the first plantation? Who cut your nuts off? Who rape your mom? Who lynch your pa? Who got the tar, who got the feathers, who had the match, who set the fires, who killed and hired, who say they God, still be the devil. Who the biggest only, who the most goodest, who do Jesus resemble, who created everything, who the smartest, who the greatest, who the richest, who say you ugly and they the good lookingest, who define art. Who defined science? Who made the bombs? Who made the guns? Who bought the slaves? Who sold them? Who call you them names? Who say Dama wasn't insane? Who, 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 who? Who stole Puerto Rico? Who stole the Indies, the Philippines, Manhattan, Australia, and the Hebrides? Who forced opium on the Chinese? Who owned them buildings? Who got the money? Who think you funny? Who lock you up? Who owned the papers? Who owned the slave ship? Who run the army? Who was the fake president? Who the ruler? Who the banker? Who the devil on the real side? Who got rich from Armenian genocide? Who the biggest terrorist? Who changed the Bible? Who kill the most people? Who do the most evil? Who don't worry about survival? Who have the colonies? Who stole the most land? Who rule the world? Who say they good but only do evil? 
Who the biggest executioner? Who, 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 who? Who own the oil? Who want more oil? Who told you what you think that later you find out is a lie? Who, who? Who found Bin Laden? Maybe they Satan. Who paid the CIA? Who knew the bomb was gonna blow? Who know where the terrorists learned to fly in Florida, in San Diego? Who knew why five Israelis was filming the explosion and cracking their sides at the notion? Who need fossil fuel when the sun ain't going nowhere? Who make the credit cards? Who get the biggest tax cut? Who walked out of the conference against racism? Who killed Malcolm Kennedy and his brother? Who killed Dr. King? Who would want such a thing? Are they linked to the murder of Lincoln? Who invaded Grenada? Who made money from apartheid? Who keep the Irish a colony? Who overthrew Chile and Nicaragua later? Who killed David Sebeco, Chris Hani, the same ones who killed Biko, Cabral, Neruda, Allende, Che Guevara, Sandino? Who killed Kabila, the ones who wasted Lumumba, Manlane, Betty Shabazz, Princess Di, Ralph Featherstone, Little Bobby, locked up Mandela, Deruba, Geronimo, Asada, Mumia, Garo, Yashul Hammond, Alfea Sutton? Who killed Huey Newton? Fred Hampton, Medgar Evers, Mikey Smith, Walter Rodney. Was it the ones who tried to poison Fidel? Who tried to keep the Vietnamese oppressed? Who put a price on Lenin's head? Who put the Jews in ovens? And who helped them do it? Who said America first and okayed the yellow stars? Ho, ho! Who killed Rosa Luxemburg, Liebnet? Who murdered the Rosenbergs? And all the good people iced, tortured, assassinated, banished? Who got rich from Algeria, Libya, Haiti, Iran, Iraq, Saudi, Kuwait, Lebanon, Syria, Egypt, Jordan, Palestine? Who cut off people's hands in the Congo? Who invented AIDS? Who put the germs in the Indians' blankets? Who thought up the Trail of Tears? Who blew up the Maine and started the Spanish-American War? Who got Sharon back in power? Who backed Batista, Hitler, Bilbo, Chiang Kai-shek? Who, 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 who? Who decided affirmative action had to go? Reconstruction, the New Deal, the New Frontier, the Great Society... Who do Thomas Clarence work for? Who do do come out the colon's mouth? Who know what kind of skeezer is a Condoleezza? Who pay Connolly to be a wooden Negro? Who give genius awards to homo locus subsidiary? Who overthrew Nkrumah, Bishop? Who poisoned Robeson? Who tried to put Du Bois in jail? Who framed rap Jamil Alamine? Who framed the Rosenbergs, Garvey, the Scottsboro Boys, the Hollywood Tent? Who set the Reichstag fire? Who knew the World Trade Center was going to get bombed? 
told 4,000 Israeli workers at the Twin Towers to stay home that day. Why did Sharon stay away? Who, 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 who? Explosion of owl, the newspapers say, devil's face could be seen. Explosion of owl, the newspapers say, the devil's face could be seen. Who? 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 Who make money from war? Who make dough from fear and lies? Who want the world like it is? Who want the world to be ruled by imperialism and National oppression and terror, violence and hunger and poverty. Who is the ruler of hell? Who is the ruler of hell? Who is the most powerful? Who you know ever seen God? But everybody's seen the devil. Like an owl exploding in your life, in your brain, in yourself. Like an owl who know the devil all night. All day, if you listen, like an owl exploding in fire, like an owl exploding in your life, in your brain, in yourself, like an owl who know the devil all night, all day, if you listen, like an owl exploding in fire, we hear the questions rise in terrible flame, like the whistle of a crazy dog. Like the acid vomit of the fire of hell. Who and who and who, 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 That's what we're going to talk about next week. Who? More importantly, the fact that whatever this government has said, it is not true. Whatever they've said, it's not true. And and that's why, to me, you know, just like in a trial, if you can remember the OJ trial, the judge was Lance Ito, and... uh, O.J. put together a dream team of F. Lee Bailey, who died last year. Did he die this year? Johnny Cochran, who died so many years ago, you know. Um, Kardashian, that's right, the Kardashian, from the Kardashian, you know, chicks that be dealing with the brothers and making sure they get paid. He was one of the attorneys. You know, and one of the things, aside from if it doesn't fit, you must acquit, was what happened when Mark Furman, who was a L.A. police detective, through the examination of F. Bailey, proved that he had lied. And once you have been exposed that you have perjured yourself, none of your testimony 
even though you may have given some credible testimony prior, it is even though it is stricken. Now, if I'm a juror, and what I heard from that person's testimony as it related to that case sounded rational, I might still deal with it. But you're not supposed to, because you're supposed to strike it. That person has perjured themselves, everything that they have said. And from that moment forward, it's non void. And that's what happened with Mark Furman. He was a liar. And they struck down his testimony. And so, because this society has lied repeatedly, it's hard for me to believe anything that they say. And because I've looked at the history of African people from the beginning through all of our trials and tribulations, from all of our successes and heights on the continent and where we have gone, that's why I continue and will continue to say to you, go check out the documentary. Great Pyramid K 2019. Be patient and watch it. You got questions? I'll, I'm going to do another piece on it, so you're, 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 there'll be a chance for you to ask your questions, and hopefully we can get some answers. You know, maybe you might have some answers. I hope that you do. But the reality is, is that the people who run this world are some evil son of a bitches. The Europeans, the Caucasians that run this world, and believe me, they do. And all the other ones who want to be just like them and who assist them in their evil deeds. are equally as acceptable. They're Africans. They're, po they're people from the Middle East. They're Asians, Chinese, Japanese, Southeast Asians, Caribbeans, North, Central, and South Americans. What I'm saying is they have captured the world. They have captured the mind of the world. And believe me, damn trying to change their minds. I'm adamant about changing ours. I'm committed and determined to help change our minds to get us think outside of the imposed boundaries that these crackers, excuse me, that Europeans have placed upon us where we can think clearly, where we can think victoriously, where we can visualize a future independent of anybody and everybody where we control our resources we control the education we control all facets of life our children grow up happy, connected loved encouraged and stimulated to be the best that they can be you know, I often imagine, and of course, they want you to think that if Europeans had not <clears throat> done what they have done to us, that we would still be 
running around the jungle with a rag up our ass and a bone through our nose, never having created anything of any kind. Because that's what they want you to believe. I understand, believe that we do what is necessary for human life to exist in harmony. Harmony with nature. Harmony with other human beings and other cultures. And harmony. Last week I talked about the fact that we cannot do what we want to do because of the theologies. The revealed, the so-called revealed religions of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, those religions are mostly responsible for having the world look at African people as evil, black people. If your skin is black, you are sullied. If your skin is black, you're disregarded, you're demeaned, you're dehumanized. That's why that article I read where they talk about all these people identify, 200 million people identify with being African. I don't think so. Because to me, if you, if you got that many people, they are, then come on, y'all, let's unite. We have a continent that we need to manage before all those other foreigners take all of, I mean, although they've been taken from the continent for centuries, and it still has more resources than anywhere else. It is still there for us. And if we, and when we become strong enough to deal with it, imagine what we can do. We've got a caller, 646-646, good afternoon. Hey, O.C., what's happening, bro? How you been? Jay ain't heard from you in a while. You been doing okay? Oh, brother, come on. I'm a black man. How the hell could you ever do okay in America? <laughs> nah, but I'm, I'm, I'm great, man. I, I can't okay. I can't complain, man. I'm just I'm just doing what, what you got to do. Do yeah, what they do. I hear you. Do what they do and do what you should do. Right. And right, don't do right. what they say to do. Right. You know what I mean? So as the world goes, do, do, do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yep. know what? Do but, what but you listen, do, do well. That's it. That's, that's it was kind of interesting to hear that piece by Brother Baraka. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's always it's always good to hear from Brother Baraka because Baraka, you know, he he did his thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. You got to give him his props. Yeah, you do because um, he was one of the first people that I know, uh, uh, came into consciousness along with the. Um, uh, black poetic messengers in Milwaukee, my good friend Teju and Mumba, and, and Brother Lasana, and then of course the uh, you know the the last poets. You know this is a at a time when Amir Baraka, Leroy Jones then was uh, doing this thing, and they were doing their thing. It was a, a, a lover time. of white women. Let's never leave out the fact that he was a lover of white women. Keep, let's keep it real about our good brother. Yeah, well, you know. There are some of our brothers have that affliction, that have that mindset, you know. <laughs> you know his daughter's a radio show host. You know that, right? No, I didn't. Well, yeah, I know, I know that his son is, is the is the mayor of Newark. Right. Yeah. His um daughter with the white woman, Dominic De Prima, she's over, she's out there in um L.A. as the morning host on Tavis Smiley's. Um, oh, is that right? She's, uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I didn't know that was his daughter until 
um, it came up in the bio when they mm-hmm. were launching the um, radio the radio station. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard her a few times. She's 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 pretty decent. You know what now, I mean? She's what, is, a, now, what is her name? She's a moderate Negro. What is her name? Dominic the Primo. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's her. I mean, okay. she's 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 pretty well known out there on the on the on the West Coast as far as being a host. Um, yeah. But you know, yeah, you know. Now Roz, Roz, I've met Roz a couple of times um, back in the day, um, and you know, he he's. You know, it's not surprising to be honest with you that Roz became the mayor of Newark. Right. Now, is she doing a good job? I think he's doing a pretty a pretty good job under the circumstances on what's surrounding him. Uh-huh. Um you know, which is which is cool. But he's basically was um prepped for that situation ever since kind of birth, you know what I mean? Yeah. With the whole yeah. relationship that yeah. his father has with Newark and the politics with Ken Gibson and the rest of them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm I'm glad to see that he's doing what he's doing. He's not, he's trying to help our people. He's trying to help the young people. And I mean, you know, Brother Bashir speaks highly of him. You know what I mean? I think him and Bashir are pretty cool. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he's someone that um, he may talk to in regards to counsel, I think on mm-hmm. on certain um things. So you know that's a that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, so I mean, that's what that, when you talk about unite or die, as my great brother Ralph says all the time. Um, you know, that's one of those situations where it should be applicable to um mm-hmm. put forward that type of um you know message and things of that nature in regards to are we as a people going to come together collectively and do the necessary things to move forward. But, um, you know, I don't know in this space, Mm -hmm. we really going to be able to do it. I think these, these saltines (laughs) are putting things in place for us to do it. I don't know if you noticed what they did, last night in regards to abortion, um, you know, to where they're just making it basically illegal. And let me let me show you how deep it is. If your woman spoke to you about her having an abortion, mm-hmm. I can sue you. That's how deep it is. If what? your woman spoke to listen, listen. If your woman spoke to you about abortion, I can sue you. For ten thousand dollars in legal fees, that's the law. Did you just hear what I said to you? Mm. That's the law. Look it, look it up now. You know the thing that I laugh about it is that's not gonna have so, so wait a minute. So, so, so have more babies. So now me huh? and my woman, you know, yeah, this is us. Yeah, and so now we know that 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 we're pregnant. She's pregnant. You know, yeah. and so now I'm talking to her because of our situation that maybe we should yeah. have an abortion. Yeah, I can sue you. And then she can sue me. No, I can sue you. I, the third party who. A third party? Out of the blue. 
Listen to what I'm saying, bro. This you're is crazy. Listening. So, no, I, I apologize, Jay. I apologize, Jay. Because what you're saying so, is Jay, that anybody so, who overhears this conversation can sue. No, it's deeper than that, brother. It's deeper than that. If I think y'all talking about it, I can sue. <laughs> no, seriously. No, it's not funny. It's no, it's real. not. But no, it's not. But do you understand in context what I'm saying to yes, you? Yes, I do. If I knew, no, think about it, oh. If I knew your woman was pregnant, and I thought in my mind, in my twisted cracker mind, I got to use the cracker now, and my twisted cracker mind thinks that you and the father or the person deemed to be the father or any other person had a conversation about aborting the child, I can sue you. I can sue the man. I can sue the woman. I can sue anybody who I deem. Now listen to the words that I'm saying to you. That I deemed there was a conversation. You think I've lied? Look it up. Uh, well, I anybody you, it, in the it, audience who think I'm lying, please look it up. Well, I, That's how I, crazy yeah, this crack is. That is. That is because. <laughs> man. But he thinks that that's gonna. He thinks that that's gonna increase his population. When the fact of the matter is, them devils ain't reproducing like that. No, they're not. And if anything, it's gonna increase the pop the population of those that you looking and wanting to oppress. I mean, this cracker is as dumb as they effing come. Yeah. Well. But you got his system in place. Yeah, he does. It's entrenched. It's entrenched, and he is very evil-minded. He's very demented, and he will do any and everything to maintain his position of of dominance and control. I I seriously, deep, to say that if I overheard or if I know of or if I had any inclination of that my friend and his lady who are about to have a baby are now talking about aborting that child, I can sue them. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, you can sue them, and if they don't respond to it, you'll get legal fees and the $10,000 through a judgment. Now, now let me show you how, how even more wicked it is and what's going to really going to get people up in the uprising is that they sent it to an emergency hearing in the Supreme Court. And if the Supreme Court rules in favor of Texas, then, as one would say, there's going to be some sugar, honey, iced tea popping. Because at that point in time, it's going to wake some people up that's, I think, been kind of asleep. And they're going to say, oh, what we got here now. Because mm. that, that's beyond the overstep of bounds, man. That's just, that that's insanity there. Mm-hmm. Them doing that, is insanity. Seriously. Yeah. There's a limit there's a limit to madness that one goes along with because of whatever the circumstances may be. But this right here, if the Supreme Court doesn't rule it, then it's gonna be a it's gonna be a problem that I don't know if they really want that problem because it's too much other things they need to do in regards to the direction of keeping 
white people in power in this country. Well, and, you know, people are waking up to the point yeah. to who some of these Democratic enemies are that, you know, destroying so-called democracy. Yeah. Well, you and know, you know, Jay, you, I don't you think you got to hold people accountable. You know, I, I, I don't think the political parties or even the political machinery of this country is not the deal. Not the issue is the oligarchy. It's those Caucasians who have tremendous amounts of wealth, who really run and control shit, not just in America, but basically a world in the world. And, and of course, they have friends who are not Caucasian, but because they have tremendous wealth, they feel they're in that club and they're allowing Caucasians to run the world. And, and of course, the whole world is messed up. You know, the whole well, world that's, is that's, messed that's up. That's a reality. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, most of our people don't understand that reality because they believe in the system. Right. But the reality is that all systems in play indirectly are crumbling. Yeah. I mean, and, but they and believe. what's unfortunate is it's, they don't realize it's like this whole thing with mandatory of this vaccine is going to come back to haunt them because I was speaking to a good brother today, my good brother. Um, he's doing some further research on it. He was saying that two members of the FDA resigned. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, nobody knows why they resigned, but more than likely they resigned because of the sugar honey iced tea that's going on. Yeah. Um, and they don't want to get caught up in it when it comes when it comes out because eventually the truth is going to come out oh, yes. about the vaccine. Yeah, it's too many people dying. It's too many people dying that's not being reported, and it just hasn't gotten to the point that adverse actions are becoming into place. Because if you think about it, why they never made the flu vaccine? mandatory like they making this vaccine why aren't they doing the necessary research to try to do with a vaccine that's supposedly meant to be and what the term of it really is to cure to cure this virus i mean there's so much it's so many things that people are not taking into thought and into play you know honestly that over time it'll come back to haunt them but the thing is they got to do what they got to do before it gets to that point. Yeah. Now, the question is, are the people strong enough to fight back? I'd say no. So, I mean, you got to deal with this collectively with your inner circle and your own self individually. And the point is, take into consideration, honestly, that the virus is this dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, never it think is. it's not this dangerous right. because it's quite clear it shows that it is. Now, what has to do is, and like I've been saying, we have to, as a collective, come together and put forward the necessary protocols to save ourselves, yeah. to protect ourselves. That's something that we're really not doing. Yeah. But we'll get there. We will. Because well, I got some know, other we callers. just have to keep on talking about it. No, no, I got some other callers. Just hang with me, Jay, okay? Got some yeah, other callers. I got All right. you. All right. 414, 414, good afternoon. 414, 507, 414, 507. Good afternoon. Hey, brother. Hey, what's up, brother? LaRue Ned. LaRue Black Laws. <laughs> How you doing, man? Oh, thanks for that, buddy. Oh, okay, good. Hey. Yes. Speaking of Black Laws, 
uh, some people might think that black laws mean laws that black people make up to cover a society or a culture or their environment. But black laws are really the laws of cause and effect that make black people black. It's really more of a spiritual thing than it is a social thing. Okay. So I wanted to kind of clear that up when we say black laws. Okay. Right. Because we are we are black by the laws of cause and effect and by spirit. Mm-hmm. And so in order for black people to fall into the category of black people, uh, there is a process that makes that happen that makes us different from everybody else in the world. Okay. Black people. Mm-hmm. So that's what black laws really mean. So when we say that, I think we need to kind of clear that up. Yeah. That is not, there are not social laws that black people make up to govern society, but they are laws that make us black. Universal laws. Laws of cause and effect. I say, so, I say. What's been happening? What's on your mind, bro? Oh, uh, man, just um, watching the news, man, and looking at all these, uh, uh, all this conflict, all this homicide, all this that's go- uh, 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 self-destructive behavior mm-hmm. that's going on, yeah. and it's not, I don't think it's really being addressed correctly, because we're saying... <clears throat> <clears throat> One thing we're saying is that, well, we're having this problem because of our skin color. And and uh, uh, I brought this up, man, when I was talking to uh, Renoko the other day before he passed. Anyway, about spirit. And, and spirit and law are really basically the same thing. Okay. And so... We're looking at uh, a whole lot of other things, uh, and we're kind of, to some degree, ignoring what's happening right here, right now. And so I'm thinking, uh, so anyway, that's what I'm looking at. Okay. What's happening right here, right now, and why it's happening. Oh, yep. Yeah. I, yes, I, I, yeah, I understand that. Yep. So, yes, sir. Well, listen, hang on, man. I got another call. You just hang on, bro. All okay. right. No doubt. Okay. 267, 267. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Brother Oshi. Hey. I just want hey, to call Ralph. in. I heard Brother Jay talk about the two FDA officials quitting, and the reason I'm let you know the reason why they quit. One was a 32 year vet. I, I believe. Honestly, personally, they quit before they got arrested. But uh, <laughs> okay. But the real reason or the reason they want us to believe is they are against the booster shots and vaccinations for children. And the White House is dictating to them what they want done. And okay. they said they never seen the White House or the CDC. They said what the FDA does is should be up to the FDA, not the White House and the CDC. So somebody's pulling the string, 
And that's the reason why that uh, those two senior FDA officials said they're out of there in October. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they gave them a 30-day notice. Man. Okay. Well, the other thing um, is, just like you said, if they have their time in, they're just retiring. It's just, you know, I've, I've, I've put my well, time in and I'm retiring. Well, what's the reason? I put my time in and I'm retiring. You know? That, yeah. See? Yeah, they they can honestly say that, but mm-hmm. the but from inside sources say they're quitting because they're vaccinating children now, yeah. and they they didn't want no no part of that. Yeah, and you've seen that, you know, like uh, I forget the people they have on this blacklist, but they were also with the CDC, and and now they're all blackballed, man. I mean, mm-hmm. made out to look like the bad guys because they pulled the curtain up yeah. off that uh, MMR vaccine mm-hmm. and they let people know about that MMR and how dangerous it was to children under a certain age and uh, a good program I mean a good DVD to get because I, I doubt if you can watch it uh, online now because they're shutting all that stuff down right. it's a DVD right. called Vax and me yeah. and my wife we sit there we watched it and uh, it's criminal. Also, uh, Brother Oshi, if you could, man, I sent you a video of this sister, Dr. Cynthia Parks. Yes. I believe that's her yes. name. Man, I, yeah. I wish, I, I know Boyce Watkins did an interview with this sister. But she took her, her thing right to Congress because right. they wanted to vaccinate her son just to attend college. And she said she was totally against it. And she let them know every reason why this shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it just shows you that uh, Gates and these other people, yeah. man, they're uh, <laughs> they got power, man. Gates they and, got power. And Gates even, and Fauci, you know, and, and even though we know this stuff could kill us, mm-hmm. even though we know this stuff can kill us, and uh, and and you know, and there's a whole bunch, and and you know, I've been doing a little bit of research on my own, and I've been talking to some doctors that are out there. There are a whole bunch of respiratory medicines out there, right? Because it's a respiratory disease. Right. So why are they shooting something in your blood when it's a respiratory disease? They have a whole bunch of nasal sprays out there they say are 100% effective that uh, FDA won't even allow to get off the shelf. So, man, they've got, they have about 10 of them now, and they cannot mm-hmm. push their product. They say it's very effective. And shutting that thing down, the well, variants and all. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, Brother Ralph. I'm going to go ahead and play this. Dr. Parks. Hello, my name is Dr. Christina Parks. I'm going to go ahead and play it. Okay. I'm molecular biology right here in the state of Michigan from the University of Michigan Medical School. And um, so I'm very well versed in the science of both these mRNA gene therapy vaccines, this kind of technology, as well as what a vaccine is designed to do in the body, what it can do, what it can't do, and the fact that this is extremely complex science that has been oversimplified in the media to basically take away our freedom of choice. What I want to address today in this limited time is the fact that vaccine requirements and mandates are based on the faulty assumption that the vaccines in question prevent transmission of the pathogen, right? Does the vaccine for DTaP prevent transmission? No. Does the vaccine for flu prevent transmission? No. Does do the vaccines for COVID prevent transmission? No. In fact, they were never designed to do that. All right, so you're asking, what about this 95% effectiveness? If you look at those clinical trials, they do not say that they prevent transmission. They expressly say that they're measuring whether they um, attenuate 
symptoms. So they're 95% effective based on their clinical trials at attenuating symptoms for the first variant, which is essentially gone in our population. Right now, the predominant variant is the Delta and um, CDC Director Walensky basic, basically said that these vaccines have no ability to prevent infection by and transmission of the Delta variant. So our policy needs not to be built on the hope of what we think something we want it to do, but what the data actually tell us. So do these viruses prevent, the, I mean, do the vaccines prevent the virus from infecting and uh, replicating in the nose and nasopharynx? No, they've only been shown to prevent that replication in the lungs. They're different, the mucosa is very different than the lungs, it's very different than the blood. You inject it to the blood, you make antibodies in your blood. The virus isn't infecting your blood, it's infecting your mucosa and you don't produce any IgA to neutralize it. In fact, recent studies have shown that the vaccinated, especially with the Delta variant, and the unvaccinated have similar amounts of virus in their nose and throat. In Barnstable, Massachusetts, the CDC tracked an outbreak of 469 cases of COVID. 74% occurred in fully vaccinated, and four out of five of those hospitalized were vaccinated. All right, so maybe they are mandating this because they just didn't know with the COVID. And so my main complaint is with our health agencies and the CDC who basically know better and are misleading the public. So let's look at DTaP, which the scientists and the CDC have known since 2014 that the acellular pertussis vaccine does not prevent people from getting infected with the pertussis bacteria and passing it to others. In fact, it was never designed to do that. The vaccine was designed to neutralize the pertussis toxin. Pertussis, we know it as whooping cough. It can be fatal for children under six months. So neutralizing this toxin saves lives. All right. I'm not going to debate that. But what it doesn't do is neutralize the bacteria. So what happens is fully vaccinated children go to daycare, they pick up that bacteria, and they come home and they give it to their newborn brother or sister. They get deathly ill and they go to the hospital. Hopefully our medical professionals are able to save them. But who do they blame? Now the CDC is blaming anti-vaxxers for the limitations of this vaccine design. I suggest that they be transparent and tell parents that although it is preventing severe disease in their children, it is not preventing transmission because we have created a whole class of asymptomatic pertussis carriers who are increasing the disease. Now, the old DTP vaccine that many of you who are my age or older got did prevent transmission. When we switched to the safer acellular virgin, they knew that it was never designed to pre prevent transmission. It was safer. It had less adverse events, but pertussis um, cases have gone through the roof. There's a resurgence in pertussis because of the design of the vaccine, and the vaccinologists know this. They're trying to address it, and so we cannot mandate that something that does not prevent transmission. All right, what about the flu vaccine? Well, they have shown that basically it, there's no difference, there's no statistical difference if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, whether you get the flu or not. But it's even worse because although that first year, it is somewhat effective, it's about 65% effective at preventing um, symptoms in you, after that, it actually has negative efficacy. And I want to address this because it's very important. 
Vaccines are made to a specific variant, and when that variant mutates, the vaccine no longer recognizes it. And so it's like you're seeing a completely new virus. And because that's so, you actually get more severe symptoms when you're vaccinated against one variant, and then it mutates, and then your body sees the other variant. So there's a potential, and the science shows that, in fact, with the flu, if you get uh, vaccinated in multiple years, you are more likely to get severe disease, you are more likely to have more viral replication, and you are more likely to be hospitalized, both in adults and in children. We are seeing the same thing in COVID with the Delta variant. And so we are mandating that people get a vaccine that could actually make them more sick when they're um, exposed to the virus. In fact, this week, a paper came out, and what it showed is that with this Delta variant, when you're vaccinated, your body makes antibodies that are supposed to neutralize the virus, but they were supposed to neutralize the old variant. When they see this new variant, what they're doing is they're actually, the antibodies are taking the virus and helping it infect the cells. All right, that science was just published this week. We need to be looking at the science and we need our policy to reflect the science and we also need it to reflect our rights. Okay. And so um, as a PhD who knows the science, I'm in the category of the most vaccine hesitant group. Yes, PhDs are the most vaccine hesitant, followed by people who have less than a high school degree because they know what they don't know and they don't trust their government. And many people, the other group that is very vaccine hesitant are African Americans. 70% of African Americans have not taken this vaccine. Why? Because they don't trust their government. Do they have reason not to trust their government? Well, between the um, years of 1930 and 1970, the CDC conducted the Tuskegee experiment where they took um, untreated males with syphilis and they refused to treat them. Even after antibiotics became available, they still did not treat them and they did not tell them that they had syphilis. They told those people that they were there to secure their health and they did not secure their health. They abused them. You say, well, that was in the past, although I don't think 1970 was that long ago. Well, in 2012, whistleblower William Thompson came forward and said, we published a study that said MMR does not cause autism, but we lied. In fact, we shredded data that showed that when black boys are vaccinated on time, they have increased rates of autism diagnosis. And we shredded it and we left it out of the paper. As an African-American and a Ph.D., I want to ask each of you, are we going to exclude 70% of African-American people from the workforce and from education? All right, my ancestors did not work this hard. I come from a family that worked very hard, and I'm very aware that my privileges are dependent on the work of my grandmother and my great-grandmother, and I have great respect for these people that put me where I am, and yet you're telling me that my son will not be able to be educated if, based on the history of African Americans in this country, that he doesn't want to be vaccinated? All right, so I will leave you with that question. Who are we going to exclude from the workforce? Are we going to continue with discrimination and segregation in the United States of America? Thank you. Sounds like she got some applause, too, didn't she? Yeah. I tell you, well, I'm up against the clock. Thank you much, Brother Ralph. And I did get that from yeah. a number of sources. Yeah. And uh, that stuff yes, is deep. Yeah. And, and, you know, I wanted to say something else, Brother Oshie. We have, we have this clown here in the morning that's, that's talking about how wicked our system is, this, that, and the other. 
at the same token, he asks, do you believe that the vaccine should be mandatory? And, um, you know, I, I called into the brother and I told him, like, well, the same system that you now now put it this way. The thing with Cam Newton right now, right. you know, how, you, you know, now Carson Wentz, uh, Cole Beasley, all these guys said they ain't touching it. Right. They're still with their team. They're still with their team. But look what happened. But look at look yeah. what happened to uh, Cam Newton. Yeah. So that's and, what this system does. We should be against everything yeah. that they try to make mandatory because we know who they're coming after. And, so. and, and the fact that uh, he may not get picked up because of that. He might not get picked up because, mm-hmm. you know, but Cole Beasley, Carson mm-hmm. Wentz, and a yeah. few other ones. Yep. They are, they're still on their team, and they they boast about it out in the open. So, yeah, there you go, man. There you have right. it, this system. There you go, Ralph. <laughs> I appreciate you, brother. Thanks a lot. All man. right, brother. Take Peace. care. All right. Brothers and sisters, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants. Think they can't do without, and they sure hell don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shimhotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Bifahodie means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Peace, family. Hope to see you on Friday. My guest will be Brother Kill Parker, the mathematician. Talk to you then. Peace.